This conference hello, hello, will now everybody. be recorded. Hello, everybody. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at 321 BizDev LLC, located in Sacramento County, Cal Sacramento County, California. And I just want to let people know we have sun for the next two or three days. And we've had sun for two days since today, before today. And uh, so this is remarkable to have uh, about five to six days of sun after about 90 days of almost continuous rain. And uh, 321BizDev, we have a, uh, a new function called the Digital Networking Session. And the Digital Networking Session was created to allow uh, white-collar small business owners and consumers to collaborate in a more meaningful way. And it's, uh, it's, it's working out. It's um, a little slower than I thought, but that's going to be the, the subject of today. We're going to talk about uh, communication. And I'm seeing some some things that I believe I can help people correct, but people need to to be proactive in wanting to uh, take charge of their business. It's not going to happen um, through uh, or or its own. It's not going to happen through osmosis. You can't wish your business to be successful. It does require action, but it doesn't require as much as people think. So today we have our returning guest. Jessica Macho, uh, she's out in Western Pennsylvania. She's a registered nurse and a level one uh, brain trauma expert. And she's a legal nurse consultant. And I'll tell you this, Jessica is the best legal nurse consultant that I have met. And I've only I've met about three. I've interviewed three people all, to, all together. But I tell you what, she is by far the more, in, the more interesting and definitely the one that communicates the best. And that's, that is the, the topic of today's podcast uh, on the digital networking session. So without further delay, I would like to welcome Jessica Macho. Uh, and she's a warrior. She's a warrior. I'll let her tell her story if she wants to. But good morning, Jessica. How are you doing? Good morning, Rick. I'm doing very well. Um, about two and a half days post-op, I had surgery on my hip on Wednesday. So um, here I am, you know, a couple days later, wanting to get on and, and uh, you know, catch up and talk business and talk about communication. Excellent. So let me ask you a question on, on regarding communication. Where did you get your your um, proactiveness, your energy to want to communicate? Where did that start? Like as a child, little girl, college, where did that start? I feel like probably after probably after college, to be honest, I was actually a really quiet and shy sort of person all through grade school, high school, um, even through partway through college, um, you know, kind of just kept to myself and didn't say much. But I, I do feel like, you know, becoming a nurse and learning how to uh, communicate what is going on with a person's health and well-being um, to people that may or may not understand that, um, you know, helped. And then throughout the years of my nursing career, you know, we as nurses deal with a lot of different personalities. And those personalities are not always easy to navigate. And they're not always easy to communicate with. So I do feel like my uh, experience as a critical care nurse throughout all of those 
those years have really helped me become a better communicator um, across the board. And it did allow me to step outside of my shell and, you know, sort of, sort of become, um, I guess it helped me grow thicker skin uh, because, you know, you have to communicate in a manner that is professional, obviously, uh, friendly, but you also have to be matter of fact sometimes. And I've really learned how to do that throughout my nursing career. So I would, you know, throughout my adulthood. Excellent. Excellent. So as a business owner, what have you seen like today after being a business owner now for, you know, a couple of, like a year, a couple of years, what have you seen now compared to day one when you started and with, with reference to communicating? I have seen that communication is ironically limited. And what I mean by that is, you know, as a business owner, I myself am constantly making, sorry, my dog decided she wanted, okay. <laughs> she wanted to be part of the podcast. Today. Yeah, the dog was communicating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've, I've, I've learned that, you know, I myself, uh, you know, we make these social media posts and we communicate in ways that, uh, you know, through emails and things like that. Um, those are all well and good, but that's sort of sometimes where it stops. Um, you know, it's like, oh, well, I said this on, on my post and so people are just going to reach out to me. And that's not necessarily the best way of thinking. Sometimes it does take, you know, a little bit of that extra step and that extra, that extra means of, of communication. Um, so while everybody is looking for more clients and, and more business and more sales or what have you, um, they're really lacking in, in the area of communication in terms of getting their purpose and their clarity or of the and the clarity of their messages across. So it's quite interesting um, because I would say myself, you know, I've kind of uh, you know, fault. It's a fault of my of my own as well. Um, so, you know, definitely working on that. And um, I'm excited about the digital networking sessions because it is helping to guide those conversations a little bit more with people that are outside and within the businesses in which I work with. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you mentioned you mentioned um, that uh, social media is kind of limited. And by the way, I'm going to upload, because I have a good friend that's a, I like to call her the the guru of business owner digital marketing. And this is someone that used to live in Huntington Beach, California. And uh, she moved to Florida because she was just you know struggling. And I, I may have mentioned her before. I, she was one of my clients back in 2015. And she was making like $1,200 a month working for a major uh, real estate lead generation company in Southern California. And she was then at the top of her game, but she wasn't making the money that she wanted to make. 
then she took the class, the, the three, two, one biz dev class. Long story short, she has built a business that maximizes the best parts of social media. And it's kind of hard to describe, but I did record her yesterday because she records all of our conversations and we probably have, I would say, I don't know, 20, 30 hours of recorded um, conversation because she's a client. But just to make the long story short, she's making over six figures, I mean, high six figures in her business. And I'm one of her business partners and she has mastered this thing uh, of social media. And it's, and it's very interesting. You mentioned the words limited. Uh, you, you said, you know, more people need to communicate. And I believe what it is, Jessica, is a, a lot of small business owners, when they complete their education, they, they receive their certifications and, and their chosen profession. I don't think they're doing it blindly, but I do believe they think the business is going to come because they have this, have this title or they have this company name and you know, they have the certificate, the degrees. And uh, communication is going to be, at the end of the day, as we continue, um, the communication part is going to be the part that pushes people over the top to help them get over the hurdles in their business. And people may think there's a lot that they have to do to make that happen. But, you know, my studies, my experience, I say People need to do just five or 10% more than what they're doing, primarily in communicating to people that they don't know. And that communication could be, uh, it could be, you know, like a bunch of emails, because like, you send a bunch of emails out, you know, you might get 1% response. So that's not really the most um, responsive way to get uh, some, you know, to establish contact. But the most responsive way, the most efficient, most productive, most responsive way, meaning you get the, the reply as soon as possible, is to call people. And I know that's a scary subject for most people. It's very, very scary. Now, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be scary if you look at if, remember, if you look at those things called the congruent and incongruent um, examples that we talked about two or three weeks ago. It should not be scary for one business owner to contact another business owner. That's like, as a combat vet, that's like me, you know, sending the signal out to one of my uh, fellow combat vets and that's on a different, uh, has a different mission and saying, hey, Bob or Maria, this is what I got going on. Let's talk about it. That's how the communication ease should be but it's not. And I believe there's a lot of undeveloped business. There's a lot of people who are missing out on doing business with one another and creating more business for themselves because many business owners are sitting in these silos. They're sitting in, the, in these silos, like almost like a bunker, going back to a military reference with their MREs, meals ready to eat, and they have their weapons fully loaded and they're like, well, <laughs> I'll just wait until something happens. And uh, I just I'll just tell you the digital networking session. We got something going next week. That's uh, I think it's going to it's going to it's going to break the ice for a lot of people. Now, people will have to make a decision about what they want to do, but it won't be 
when they make, if they choose not to do it, it won't be because the opportunity was not there. It's because they don't want to do 5% more to get what they want. So do you have any comments on what I just said? And I got more to say, but I, I want to, you know, I don't want to hog all the time because you're my guest. But what do you think about what I just said? I think there's very valid points to that. And I'll be completely honest. I am one of those people that, you know, just kind of would make those social media posts and send those emails and hope that somebody would, you know, reach out to me. And a lot of it is not because I didn't want to. It's not because I didn't know how to. Um, Well, I guess sort of that's the reason. But I really, truly, you know, as much as I know what to say, I didn't really know how to say it. So, a lot of a lot of the the reasoning and and you know the limitations are self-induced really when you think about mm-hmm. it so you're kind of limiting yourself but you know in working with you and learning more and seeing more and doing more and networking more um the communication is actually improving and getting me to the point where I am more comfortable reaching out and I am more comfortable, you know, getting my message out there in what I can do. Um, you know, so, so I think that you're right when you say that, you know, people sit in their silos and, and just wait for somebody to reach out to them. That's exactly what everyone's doing. Um, and, and it's for a reason. There's a reason behind it. And, you know, the reason may be different, but I'm going to venture to say that the reason is probably similar in most cases in that, you know, we are not completely sure about how to get that conversation started. So interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you said it, you said self-induced. That's the first time that I've heard that, that phrase used and it's, it's 100% correct. It's, it's a self-induced uh, sort of um, a paranoia. Now, hopefully paranoia is not too strong of a word, but that's the first word that came to my brain. And and I think what it is, is um, there's there's several books. There's, there's, a, there's two books I want to recommend to people. One is called How to Work a Room. And it's by this woman. Her name is Susan Roan, and she's out of New York City. I will post the clips of two two very... Uh, interesting clips about Susan and uh, how she operates. She operates with professionalism, but she also has a high degree of etiquette in what she does. But she also operates with a in in a in a very um, strong sense of being proactive. And a proactive is, proactiveness is sort of subtle, but it's subtle to her, but to the people who experience Susan it's 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 like profound and the book is called how to work a room and the book could also be called and I think 321 biz that we we handle that part this is a training that I'm not sure if we got to and it's um it's a it's a training that comes before the six hour training it's the it's the it's when I say it's a six to nine hour training there's a three hour training that is ideal for people who have never owned a business and it's uh, it's kind of like, well, you think, well, if everyone has a business, they must have thought about this, these subjects, like subjects like how to how to transition from an employee to a business owner. 
And there's three phases of that. There's, there's, I'm a, I'm a, uh, employee. Then I convert to a salesperson and, and please small business owners, please say to yourself 100 times, I am a salesperson. That's probably, probably one of the biggest hurdles I have to help people overcome. As soon as you cross the line from being an employee and you say you have a business, you are a salesperson, a person that moves a product or service from yourself to a consumer. So, be, so it goes employee, salesperson, and there's, there's a lot of um, negatives to that. There's a lot of negative connotations to the word salesperson, and I believe that's why people don't like to call themselves that. And then the last transition is salesperson to consultant. And when a person becomes a consultant, they're typically good at what they do, and now they want to polish their their technical skills with a uh, sort of a sort of branding that says, "I am not going to I'm not going to talk as much as I did as a salesperson. Now I want to go to a Q and A format. The Q and A format." The consultant talks 10% of the time. The prospect talks 70, 80, 90% of the time. That is a consultant model. And I learned this from a guy at Deloitte. Deloitte, uh, it used to be called Deloitte Touche, and I guess, they, I guess Deloitte and Touche <laughs> separated. And now it's called Deloitte. It is D-E-L-O-I-T-T-E. And they're the number one international consulting firm um, that's out there. They're based, I think one of their offices is in Los Angeles. And I had a chance to interact with this Deloitte consultant who came uh, to our company when I was a, a sales executive and a, and a corporate uh, sales manager. And this guy, we, we wrote this guy a check for a hundred and I think it was $125,000 for one week work. And he didn't own the company. He was the, he was the consultant sent by the Deloitte to help us with this problem. And it was at that time I saw how smooth he was. Now, mind you, the check had already been written, so there's no reason for him to be smooth because he had already, the company had already got the check. So what I mean by smooth, this guy was great at bonding with me to ask me a bunch of questions about uh, the problem that we had, it was mainly an operations type problem at that time. Now that I think about it, it wasn't sales, it was operations. And this guy was so smooth. I said to myself, man, it, it was like him working with me. He took, he took my candy out of my hand. Like I was a baby. And that's the best way I can, I can, um, I give you an example. What I mean by that was that I was so open to tell him what the problems were, he didn't have to, he didn't have to sell me anything. And I believe that's what, um, those extra three hours that I have, I haven't really used those in a long time because when I first started with insurance agents, the insurance agents and real estate agents definitely have this, this challenge. Um, they're selling big ticket products. Re Realtors are selling products that pay them 10, 15, 20,000 on the West Coast, those numbers jumped to 30,000. And I believe what you said, Jessica, about being self-induced, that is a word that I'm going to try to politely use that word in my, in my content. Because the last thing that people want to hear 
And if, if it's done wrong, is you don't know what you're doing. And I never want to have that, um, that feeling, that sentiment out there. So that's why I like the phrase self-induced, because that's, that's exactly what it is. So please jump in if you got any comments on that. And then what I'll do, I have one more thing to talk about, about the digital networking session and, and what uh, 321 BizDev will do starting next week. Yeah, I don't really have much else to add. I mean, other than the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes to to be a, a better business owner is to admit that this is a fault. So, you know, it, it takes time to understand that that you know, issue or that lack of communication is truly coming from yourself, you know, when you're ready to admit that and make a change, that's when you start seeing the improvements and the growth and, and obviously the uh, incoming, you know, business. Um, so, I, so I think that at the end of the day, you know, communication is key. We've always preached this. We've always heard this. We've always, um, you know, sort of, known this uh, in the back of our minds, um, you know, and, and part of what I do as a, a risk mitigation person within uh, my full-time job um, uh, is is try to get different disciplines. And when I say that, I mean, you know, nurses and doctors and physical therapists and speech therapists and, you know, all kinds of different medical professionals. Um, the last thing that I will tell them all the time is, guys, communication is key. You cannot effectively and, uh, you know, properly take care of somebody and provide quality of care to them without communicating with each other. It, it's mm -hmm. just not going to happen. If you don't have that communication, you cannot perform your job to the best of your abilities, period. And, um, you know, so I'm really excited about the the digital networking sessions. Well, I'll tell you what, you mentioned something that just popped out in my mind just now when you said communication at the work level, at the, at the employee employer level, that's a, that's a, that's like, um, okay, I got to communicate. I got, so in other words, when, when I was a, a, an employee, you know, even before corporate and, uh, you know, then as corporate, you know, we used to huddle people all together in these seminars. You know, sometimes, you know, we have, uh, you know, some company come out and they would talk about communications and how to improve your communication skills. Now that communication was vital because we had to serve these customers that would call us up and, and talk about their, uh, their health plan benefits. Cause I worked in the health, health uh, insurance industry selling group health in California. So that was like a forced communication. Okay. So all the employees get together, 30, 40, 50 in this room, some person comes out, you know, from, from a different city and talks about how to improve your communication skills. And, and boy, if you didn't commu commu improve your communication skills and you were found out to uh, mess up because your communication was bad, you were fired. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so that's, that was like the, the um, they call it the stick and the carrot. And that was the stick. For employees, but I better improve my communication skills because if my boss or ever hears that I'm not communicating and we and we lose business because I did not 
treat that person right on the phone or I didn't treat that person right in public, then I would be fired. So that was a stick. But the communication now as a business owner is not forced. So it's more the carrot in this case, the carrot or the incentive uh, to, to communicate. And um, so you're so you're you're on to something because communication as a small business owner, you can do it or you or you don't have to do it. And we're not talking about the communication when you're sit, sitting with the, someone who's already bought your product in a customer service setting. We're not talking about that person's already purchased your service. If you want that person to continue, then improve your communications and improve your telephone etiquette in your office. Uh, send them birthday cards. Send them you know, like a card every three months. Realtors do that just to keep uh, their latest customers, um, you know, re re reminded that this realtor sold that house. But when it comes to communication before the, the deal is done or before the transaction has occurred, that is a uh, direct communication. It's uh, it starts one way by picking up the phone, <clears throat> you know, sending the email, um, doing a face to face interaction. And that right there is what most people are missing because they've never had to do it. And sitting in that silo and, you know, if you got like a bunch of foot traffic, you got a lot of things happening. Uh, in your community and you're sitting behind the scenes in your office with the door closed and uh, your staff is, you know, shuffling papers and uh, you're just waiting for that, the phone to ring. You're ready for someone to come through the door. You're ready for someone to respond to a digital marketing. But outside that door, there are hundreds of thousands of and millions of people, depending on the city where you live. There are like tons of people. Uh, there are just a whole bunch of people waiting and needing that interaction. And, and that's what uh, I see. So next week, 321BizDev, digital networking sessions. We've already been calling people, and a lot of times uh, the, uh, the the receptionists sort of push us to the side because for some reason they're, the, the receptionists are told, for the most part, unless that person wants to write a check and make an appointment, Pushed it, pushed that caller to the side. And sometimes that's the same thing on social media. So I just want to let people know that if you have a social media account, or I should say, if you are a business owner trying to connect with another business owner through social media, you have to understand that the person that you're sending the message to is like 99 times out of 100. It's not the business owner. It's a social media person. It's the it's, it's the cousin, it's the aunt, it's sometimes a spouse, it's the, uh, you know, the, the brother. It's not the business owner. And their job, in their minds, their job is, I'm only looking for people who want to spend money. And you can't hold that against them. That's, their, that's what they're paid to do. They're paid to either pick up, they're paid to answer the phone and say, yes, would you like to make an appointment with Attorney Smith? Or... Um, you you you, uh, you you send them a message, and if the message does not say, my teeth are hurting, I want to see Dr. Gonzalez, they're going to ignore you. So the, the next best thing that you can do to get around that is just call and leave messages 
and leave messages and leave messages. And I take people back to the story of this CPA in San Francisco who I did not end up doing business with because he was a uh, immigration uh, CPA. He helped people come to the country that had wealth as a, uh, he was Chinese, Chinese American. So he helped people come to California that had wealth. And there's a provision in our immigration laws that say, if you, if you are wealthy and you want to start a business in, in California or some, probably any place in the country, then you can get in. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if that's a good law or bad law, but that's, that's what he did. So we didn't have a, a way of meeting or working together, but he did say, Rick, he said, Rick, you left the best voicemails that I've ever heard. And then the, the sixth one, the sixth time I called, that's when we got a chance to talk. And I discovered that our, our services were not a match, but I'll never forget that time. So, so you want to keep continue calling. Um, and that's what, and that's what it is. So there's like this gap. So you got one business owner on one side, you got another business owner, let's say that's the prospect and you want to offer legal nurse consulting services to these attorneys. Okay, so in the middle is this gap, and that gap is um, for, for the business owner. I'm I'm not sure who can help me. You know, on your side, Jessica, is I can help you if you have a client, uh, you know, a person that's an injured party. And the same kind of scenario exists with other CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, and you know, so there's this gap. But the best way to to close that gap is you know, our side, you know, the, the, the 321 BizDev side, the people who want to connect with other business owners, we have to take the, we have to take the horns by the rain or the rain by the horns. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a horse guy. So I apologize if I got that wrong. So it's one or the other. <laughs> take the bull by the horns. Oh, there it is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. I'm not a horse person either, but... <laughs> So it's take the bull by the horns? I mean, that's what I've always heard. Take the horn by the bull. So I guess it's, yeah, bull by the horn sounds better. <laughs> so, so what we have to do, we have, we have to be the proactive ones to let these people know that it's okay if you get a phone call from me. You know, uh, I want to establish that relationship. And the business owner or the prospect, what they're looking for is, I only want to talk to you if you want to write me a check. Okay, so there's, there's a disconnect there because, uh, you know, if, if you are an attorney or CPA or dentist, there are thousands of you in, in every major city. So attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, real estate brokers, insurance, and general contractors, that's not going to work out. If there are 5,000 of you, you'd pretty much have one out of 5,000 thousand chances of getting a phone call considering every small business owner has the same uh you know skill and and they can do the same job as you so one out of five thousand so how do you increase those odds you, you increase those odds by coming out of your office um you know some people can't pick up the phone but three two one biz dev jessica we can pick up the phone and we can we can help uh, some some attorneys that way. So to improve that one out of 5,000 odds, you got to do something to put you at the uh, top percentile of, of a business owner 
who's going to get a client. And see, and that's what the digital networking session is all about. Probably never expressed it that way, but after this week of um, seeing some things, the digital networking session is the home of, of business owners and consumers connecting. Case in point, one of my clients in Las Vegas needed a patent attorney. Okay, so you got to say to yourself, how many people need a patent attorney? Well, number one, it's not that many, so maybe the odds are better that they would get a phone call uh, more so than another business owner where there's 5,000 of these, these business owners. Okay, but again, how many people are looking to patent something? So I, I pick up the phone. I call three patent attorneys. Two of them don't pick up. One didn't. No, one of them didn't even have a voicemail set up. It said, "It said, oh, I'm sorry. We, I cannot. Um, the, the, no, the phone call. The the, the 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 owner of this account or something. The the person that owns this line has not set up a voicemail. Boy, that's that's a tough one. You missed the, You missed business because you didn't have your voicemail set up. The second one just went to voicemail. The third person I picked up, he picked up the phone. He's a patent attorney. And, uh, you know, so I've worked with attorneys. I know sometimes they have not so good bedside manners when they get phone calls. This guy was was great. He was humble. He was like, yeah, you know, I, this is what I do. I would love to talk to your your client. So I put them two together. Long story short, this guy got a $12,000 annual retainer. To, to support my client who's looking to do something. And uh, so it's just, it's just, so that's what I'm saying. I'm, you know, it, business owners need to improve their odds of one in 5,000, one in 2,000, whatever it is. They need to be in the top percentile of the business owner who is most likely to get another client. And the digital networking session is the best way because we have the business owners who, uh, we send the, the newsletters out, the digital newsletters out at least twice a month, maybe more than that now. And we have the consumers that we're slowly connecting with. I added two automotive shops this week. They're not the the, the, the target uh, uh, 321 BizDev white collar small business owner client. But then again, they are because their ticket prices or some or <laughs> auto mechanics can an auto mechanic charge you $1,000 for something? They sure can. So we got two auto mechanic uh, shops now added. So it, it's, it's, it's gonna be some work on my part, but the end, the end result is gonna be consumers will be part of the digital networking session. And we have small business owners who need to be a part of the digital networking platform. That's the, where I see it, the only way it's going to happen, and consumers, meaning you know people who are not the target white-collar small business owners, maybe the hairstylist, the I had a chiropractor hang up on me from New York. It wasn't the, the chiropractor. It was the office staff. No big deal. That's the first time someone has hung up on me in eight years. No big deal. But the chiropractors, the, the, the uh, coffee shops, I mean – Everybody needs to connect, and no one's connecting because people aren't communicating. So do you have any closing words, Jessica? And please uh, leave your contact information. 
Sure. I, uh, you know, as and, and by no means am I an expert at, you know, this business owner uh, thing, you know, being fairly new to the field. Um, but but I do think that if a business owner is limiting themselves by saying only talk to people who want to write a check, you know, you're really just doing yourself a disservice. Um, I know from my standpoint, when I have a consumer reach out to me asking for help, you know, in finding the right um, legal counsel for a case, I go to those that have taken the time to communicate better with me. Um, in fact, I actually just this past week um, reached out to an attorney in the Pittsburgh area uh, with a case um, and within 24 hours had another case for them. So because the communication, you know, we jumped on a call, we talked to each other, our personalities, you know, matched and, and we had a really good conversation and, you know, we were joking with each other on the call, but yet, you know, being professional and talking about, uh, you know, what these case, you know, what this case is, you know, that very next day, it just so happened that I had somebody reach out to me for a completely different, um, you know, issue that they needed to, to ask questions about. Um, and I gave them yet another referral. So these are the reasons that small business owners want to quit limiting themselves to just those that are writing a check, um, you know, because it's, it's really just improving relationships and networking that is really important. So with that said, um, you can reach me uh, via cell phone. I pretty much always uh, answer, uh, you know, and if I don't, I call back immediately. Actually, it's funny, when I was going into the operating room, I was so worried about missing something. And my husband <laughs> kept telling me, he's like, Jess, just get the surgery over with. If something business comes across, I will take care of it. It is fine. Quit worrying about it. Well, let me break in for a minute. You, you, you could have given the, the surgeon the phone and, and he could have taken the, the message <laughs> and, and left yeah, you a note. I, don't, I was in any way, shape, or form able to communicate at that point. Left, the surgeon could have left you a note. So when you woke, when you came out of uh, surgery, you could have had a, like a sticky note or something. Hey, call, yeah. you know, call, call this attorney in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's really just how open I am with communication to potential clients. So, you know, and consumers. So please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my number is 814-330-3847. You can also reach me on all social media platforms, uh, except for Twitter. I have my prestige legal nurse consulting uh, sites, um, but email me as well. Uh, email address is jmacho at prestigelnc.net. Uh, and my website is also prestigelnc.net. Awesome, and just uh, final breaking news, the digital networking session will launch our our private social media platform. That's what I forgot to say uh, starting next week. We will have we have we will have our own uh, I, I like to call it professional media. I don't I don't really see anything social about what we do. Uh, I like to call it the professional media platform, but it is what it is. The name has already been issued. So 
But uh, thanks, Jessica, and, that's, and congratulations on your efforts uh, for, for la from last week uh, of connecting with uh, attorneys and helping people. But you're right. But you're right. Uh, small business owners need to communicate more because they're missing out on business with other business owners and other consumers. Yeah. So anyway, this is uh, Rick Napier, CEO, 321BizDev. Uh, today is uh, March 25th, uh, 2023. My website is 321BizDev.com. The digital networking session uh, is online uh, about three to four times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And we did a special day today for Jessica. Uh, everyone take care. Make it a great day.